Hey, what's up, guys? Here on the Fire Sports Pod, we have a we do here is fire. I'm your host, Zach Jackson, so let's get right to the audio show I have for you guys here on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. First up in uh, men's college basketball, we're going to be going over AP Top 25 list um, and all the matchups that we had uh, this last past weekend and how um, some big hitters missed and some big hitters improved. Uh, so we're going to be going over that and where this, uh, all the Top 25 uh, teams line up. Uh, and then the second, we're going to be going over the All-Star game and how there was no, absolutely no defense in the All-Star game. And what are my thoughts? And maybe we shouldn't have an All-Star game anymore. If we're going to give up, we're going to have a team score 211 points. It's ridiculous. So first up with the AP Top 25 list, you have number one, UConn, staying at the U, uh, number one as they demolished Marquette 20 uh, by like 30-something. Uh, so they move to the t- they stay at the top spot with twenty be twenty four and two. Uh, number two Purdue stays at the second spot, but despite the d- upset loss last night against Ohio State, as they drop to twenty three and three. Number three Houston plays tonight against Iowa State. Uh, the three versus the ten. Uh, three versus the seven. It's going to be a monster game. Um, Houston is twenty two and three at the third spot. Arizona. Uh, it gets to the fourth spot as they are twenty and five. Tennessee stays at the fifth spot and they are nineteen and six. Baylor is at the sixth spot and nineteen and six as well. Iowa State is at the seventh spot at twenty and five. They play Houston, like I said, uh, tonight. Then you have number eight Marquette. Marquette drops from the fourth seed all the way down to the eighth seed with the loss to um, UConn, getting demolished. Uh, Marquette it, dro- it drops to 19-6. You have North Carolina at the 9th spot at 20-6. You have number 10, Kansas, at 20-6. You have number 11, a Duke, at 20-5. And, and Dayton is all the way up to the 12th seed at 21-4. Auburn is 13th. Um, they lost to my Kentucky Wildcats. Uh, they have not changed anything in the book, so I don't know what is the deal with this on why uh, there was no change. Um, so maybe these aren't, uh, UConn jumps to the number one spot. Okay. So you have, you have a lot of, um, different seedings and stuff like that. Um, but really this is just a little off. Uh, Auburn takes the L to my Kentucky Wildcats, which means, um, I I do believe that means that there is a difference in uh, who's at the top of the bracket. So I'm just going to be going to a better one AP top 25 list um, because obviously that does not show um, the right squad. Okay, there we go. So here's the actual list. Um, UConn is at the one spot with 24-2, and two, top of the Big East. Uh, number two, Houston jumps Purdue to the second spot at 22-3 and three of the Big 12. Uh, number three, Purdue is at the third spot with a loss to Ohio State at 23 and 3. Arizona jumps a spot to the fourth spot from the fifth spot uh, to a 20 and 5 record at the fourth spot. Uh, UConn has 1,550 points. Houston has 1,473. Purdue has 1,414. Arizona has 1,373 points. Tennessee at the fifth spot. That is 19 and 6. It went up three spots from the eighth with 1,230 points. Iowa State is the sixth seed now at 20 and 5. Um, they jumped four spots from the 10th to the sixth. They got 1,160 points at 20 and 5. 
At the seventh spot is Marquette with the loss. They will go down three spots to the seventh spot from um, the demolishing of UConn, killing them. At 19 and 6, they have 1,144 points. Number eight, Duke, is 20 and 5. They jump from the ninth spot to the eighth spot with 1,116 points. Number nine, Kansas, drops three spots um, from the sixth to the ninth. Uh, they are 20 and 6 with 1,065 points. Number 10, North Carolina is 20 and 6. They dropped three spots from the 7 to the 10 with 1,044. Number 11, Baylor improved from the 12 to 11 seed at 19 and 6 with 959 points. Illinois is 12th um, with a 19 and 6 record. They jumped from the 14th to the 12th spot with 853 points. Number 13, Alabama is 18 and 7. They went from 15 to 13 with 803 points. Number 14, Auburn is 20 and 6. Um, they dropped one spot from the 13th to the 14th with the loss to my Kentucky Wildcats on Saturday as we get a monster win in the jungle with 690 points. Number 15, Creighton is 19 and 7, dropping two spots up. From the 17th to the 15th with 612. Dayton is 16th with 20 and 21 and 4 record at 584. Uh, Kentucky jumps five spots from the 22nd spot to the 17th spot with an 18 and 7, 7 record, uh, beating Auburn in Auburn at 540 points. St. Mary's is at 18 and 21 and 6. They have 486 points. San Diego State is 19 at 20 and 6. They have 374 points. At 20 is South Carolina. They dropped nine spots from the 11th to the 20th with a loss to LSU. They are 21 and 5 with 346 points. Washington State is 20 and 6. They are ranked 21 in the nation at 215 points. Colorado State is ranked 22nd in the nation at 20 and 6 with 171. 23 is Texas Tech at 18 and 7. They are 135. And 24 is Florida, 18 and 7. They have 124. And to round out the AP top 25 is BYU at 18 and 7. They dropped six spots from the 19th to 25th spot with 123 points. Other receiving votes, you have Virginia Tech, Virginia at 103, Gonzaga at 99, Wisconsin at 88, Michigan State at 64, TCU at 54, South Florida at 45, New Mexico at 27. FAU at 27, Utah State at 22, Grand Canyon at 16, Nevada at 11, Pittsburgh only has four, Clemson has three, Appalachian State has one, and McNeese State has one, and Drake has one. Point values and parentheses indicates the number of first place votes. So those are the number of first place votes. Uh, there are no first place votes. Until you get to UConn at 62 first place votes. Uh, nobody else has any first place votes. That is ridiculous. But that really rounds out the AP Top 25, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I mean, that is um, not a bad AP, AP Top 25. I probably would not change that much. Um, I think Marquette should have dropped a little bit more. They got demolished by UConn, but UConn was the number one seed. Uh, I think Auburn should have dropped at least to the 16th spot, and Kentucky should have maybe moved, uh, maybe moved to the 16, and Auburn should have dropped to 17 or at least the 15. Should have been a little bit more of a difference of the standing since we did beat them pretty handedly in Auburn, uh, in the jungle. Uh, we controlled most of the game as a, from the Kentucky Wildcats side of things, but I think the AP top 25 is not bad. Um, that was Erosol Hamas War, uh, AP Top 25 in general. 
Um, I don't think it was bad. I don't think it was a bad take. Um, I kind of like the way uh, the AP Top 25 was run on that uh, sort of thing. I, I do kind of like it a little bit, uh, but you never know. But I do, I do kind of like this this format right here. Um, I think these teams are uh, the the big hitters. Um, so I would probably go with uh, to run with the this the these these teams right here. I I like the squad uh, that these guys have picked. Um, but in that case scenario, we do have. Um, we do are going to be moving towards uh, a different type of role. We are moving towards the, um, um, I would say we are going to move to our second segment here on the Fire Sports Pod. We're going to be going to the um, NBA All-Star game because, man, what a disappointing game this was. I mean, we were, Larry Bird says before the game, uh, we, need some, we need some defense. It needs to be some competitiveness. And that was the opposite of that. It was, it was trash. And why I say it was trash? How do you have a team score two hundred and eleven points? To me, that is ridiculous. Two hundred and eleven points is absolutely ridiculous. It is so ridiculous. How could you have a team score two hundred and eleven points and the opposing team who lost scores one hundred and eighty-six? That to me just doesn't make any sense. Now, in importance of having a more competitive product on the court for this weekend's All-Star Game, NBA Commissioner Adam Silver doubled down on that front Saturday night, declaring, I think we're going to see a good game. Adam Silver, you're dead wrong, bro. On front Saturday night, I think we're going to see a good game. Okay. In the NBA's annual midseason showcase at the GameBridge Fieldhouse on Sunday, but after the 73rd all overall all-star game looked exactly like last year's lackluster performance in Salt Lake City. With the Eastern Conference setting the all-time scoring record by becoming the first team to surpass 200 points in what was eventually a 211-186 victory over the Western Conference Silver's um, annoyance at what looked took place was clearly on display. When he was at the end of the conf- uh, at the end of the end of the saying, he goes, and to the Eastern Conference All-Stars, you scored the most points. Silver said flatly, well, congratulations. Because he was he was kind of he was kind of disappointed. Because oh, it was just gonna be this type of game, gonna go good game, and it was not that. It was a fitting end to an evening that did nothing to stop the discussions over what the futures of the NBA's Mark Cube midseason event should look like moving forward. The NBA threw its weight behind making this game a priority for its players all season with both Silver and Hall of Famer Joe DeMars, the NBA executive vice president and head of basketball operations, repeatedly saying that getting more effort out of the All-Stars was a priority. Well, you guys didn't do your job because that did not happen. It was embarrassing to watch this game. The Eastern Conference All-Stars defeated the Western Conference, like we said. Milwaukee Bucks guard, well, the two teams combined for 397 points. Combined also a new mark. That is ridiculous. Milwaukee Bucks guard and Damian Lillard. Milwaukee Bucks guard Damian Lillard scored 39 points, including 11 three-pointers, and was named MVP. After successfully defending his three-point contest title Saturday, Lillard joins Michael Jordan and the only players to win the All-Star Saturday Night Event All-Star Game MVP in the same year, according to an ESPN stats and information. Although the East took the win, the West also had a record-setting performance. Minnesota Timberwolves forward Carl Anthony Towns posted a game-high 50 points on 23 of 25 shooting, joining Jason Tatum and Steph Curry and 
Anthony Davis as the only players to score 50 points in an All-Star game. Towns broke Tatum's scoring record, scoring for the most points scored in a half by scoring 40 at halftime. He only had 40 at halftime, and then he only scored 10 in the second half. The East also had made 42 three-pointers, passing the record set by Team LeBron in 2019, according to ESPN stat and information. All those freaking stats and monster games is ridiculous because that's not that's not anything considerable what will happen in the actual NBA regular season game. You don't have to go all out like an NBA regular season game or playoff game. You just have to play as much as you play and as high intensity you play when you do your NBA runs in the summer and you do the summer league. That's all we're asking for. We're not asking for you to do, go play like it's a playoff game, but at least some more competitiveness. This is just embarrassing and boring to watch. I mean, Damian Lillard's place in the Eastern starting lineup was a topic of fervent debate leading into Sunday's All-Star game, but the Milwaukee Bucks point guard took advantage of the spotlight, earning his first NBA All-Star game Kobe Bryant MVP award with 39 points and 11 of 23 from three-point shooting in the Eastern Conference 211-186 trouching over the Western Conference. Lillard became the first NBA player in history to win a three-point contest and an All-Star game MVP in the same year. He also joined Steph Curry, Kyrie Irving, Glenn Rice, and Larry Bird as the only players to win both honors over the course of their career careers. Litter got hot early in Sunday's main event, consistently knocking down three-pointers from well beyond the line. His biggest moment came when he pulled up from half-court, hitting nothing but net on a smooth jumper with minimal added effort. It, see the key? Minimal added effort. Okay? That's usually what he does on his half-court heaves, but minimal amount of effort was the intensity of the game itself. It was so bad. I mean, it's just, it's embarrassing that you're going to have that type of game. I don't I don't understand it. The 2023 NBA All-Star Game was such a dud that the league felt the need to change the format coming into 2024. The All-Star Draft gone. The Alum ending gone. For the first time since 2017, the league moved back to its classic format, East vs. West, a fully timed game. In doing so, so the league hopes to recapture some of the magic that made All-Star Game special. One player who participated in many of those All-Star Games has a simpler solution. Larry Bird appeared to the Legends Brunch on Sunday in Indianapolis and made a simple request of the 24 players who took the court Sunday night. The one thing I would really like to see if they play hard tonight in this All-Star game, Bird said, I think it's very important when you have the best players in the world together, you got to compete and you got to play hard and you got to show the fans how good they really are. But it's exactly what we didn't do. No one decided to do anything. No one cared. No one wanted to do anything. It was just a boring, boring offensive firepower game that no one really wanted to watch. And it's just embarrassing. I really don't understand it. I just don't get the point of having an all-star game. If the best players in the world, the great Kobe Bean Bryant said it himself, we got to play hard. This is a representing me. The award is representing me of the NBA all-star, and I'm the definition of playing hard, and no one plays hard. We got to get back to that. But we're not. And maybe Stephen A. Smith has a, has a point. We should take the NBA all-star game out, the dunk contest out, and the skills challenge and have a one thing a night on Saturday night at 8 p.m. Eastern time, the three-point contest, and then the 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 Sabrina Nescu, Caitlin Clark, and Steph Curry, and whatever the best shooters, the best shooters from the WNBA, the best shooters from the NBA, go at it. That's it. I think that would be a much better scheme than what's happened now. 
But on that, guys, that's pretty much it for my audio show here on the Apple Podcast and Spotify, here on the Fire Sports Pod. I hope you guys enjoyed my show. Catch me on my YouTube show in just a little bit as we post this, and then we're going to post that, and then we're going to go into some clips and stuff like that. But other than that, guys, have a great rest of your day, and I'll catch you guys later today as we go into my YouTube show. Happy President's Day out there. Other than that, guys, have a great rest of your day, and I'll catch you guys then. Peace out. I'm your host, Zach Jackson. That's it.